He goes, you might want to do that a little bit later. I said, do what? Shower? I go, listen, man, I just got off of work, man. I'm going to shower now. He goes, hey, player, you might want to do that a little bit later. I said, hey, listen, man, I'm not going to do it a little bit later. So then he says, hold up. So when he says that, like I turn to look and he's got a guy. <laughs> Did you ever see anyone in prison get their cheeks clapped by another inmate? <laughs> I, first of all, I don't even know what, I'm not sure what that is, <laughs> but what do you think that is? I don't, I hear guys say that all the time. They, they say like big hurt going to come clap them cheeks or something. So are you saying that big hurt is going to slap them with your hand is or it, is he going to make them clap? I don't understand. Is this a sexual? This is sexual? No, of course it is. Okay, I don't of know. Of course Look, it is. I, it could be cheeks. Like, well, bow, like punch you in the face. Oh, yeah. Cheek. Yeah. You they, got they, cheeks they, on your face. You got four cheeks. Yes, you do. Okay. So, so I mean, okay, well, so I, I have, and, and it's to um, the, um, when I've heard the clapping, it was to 50 cents um, going to the, in the club. Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. This is serious. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> Going to the club. All right, sorry so about that. What, what, so what, what is this? So what was the question? Uh, have, have we you, ever seen? Yes. No, no. And, and, and usually if someone gets their, yes, if they get their cheeks clapped, that's not something you want to see anyway. No. <laughs> well, here, here's what, what I did. What happened was I did hear a guy. Getting clapped? Getting raped. Like I heard the screaming and the fighting, the, the whole thing. Wow. Right? And this was when I was in the Marshall's lockup and I was on the bottom cell and he was in the, they were in the upper right hand corner and later we when i found out later like the next day they were both gone but like the but the when i heard what happened because obviously they have different levels or different stories in the uh it was it was yeah. called uh, atlanta city detention center yes. acdc yes so so in, in that we later found out from somebody who'd been in one of the cells with the guy that got raped he came down he told everybody okay this is what happened it was such a weird situation, bro. Like, like the guy got, his celly was a punk and he got into a fight with him where he was saying that he was hitting on him. And so he then beats him up and rapes him. Wow. So you're saying you're mad at the punk because you're saying he's flirting with you or he's hitting on you. So you get angry. You then beat him up and rape him. Like that doesn't. Well, it's like, if you're going to accuse me of this, why not do it? I, like, you know, have a situation where your wife may accuse you of cheating. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and I get that situation. <laughs> like, I can see that one. You're already saying I'm cheating on you. Might as well go ahead and sleep with my secretary. That's right. Okay. I hear you. So but, if, if you're, if the, all right, you're right. But if you you're said, right. Matt, I think you're, you're flirting with me. I wouldn't be like, what? Boom, boom, boom. Drag you in the bedroom. And yeah, no. First of all, is it rape? If the guy puts on some soft music and lights some candles, I mean, I, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe it's so, love. So here, here maybe is, it's love. True. So here's a situation I seen when I did county time. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would say seen. You know. So and, and I saw, forgot it's about actually it. Technically saw. Saw. But go ahead. Seen. Saw. Saw. See. It's mm. saw. This is what I saw, not what I seen. Okay, you're right. Okay. My mom would be upset about me getting that wrong. All right, this is what I saw. So I worked um, when I was in Cobb County in Georgia. Oh, I know, horrible. So I, in I, county, not the U.S. Marshals holdover? No, this is oh, county. The so there, there it's horrible. Like, it, it, everything's open. A different class of criminal. Oh, my gosh. 
it, it, it's open. <laughs> but so when I first got there, right, they had the toilets were like you got to imagine like a line of toilets right here, uh, a, a petition about this high, and then bunk beds. So I had to sleep when I first got there. I had to sleep on the bed that's right here and the toilets. So if I'm sleeping and I turn over to face the bathroom, like I sleep on my side, I turn over, I'd wake up and there'd be somebody sitting right there on the toilet. Like I wake up and look them right in the eyes. Like, Jesus Christ. They turn over immediately. I'm like, hey, good morning. What's up, Joe? I, I had a guy. <laughs> I heard a guy say that the, like the toilets were all like lined up. Yes. And they said guys will go and sit. Like this was, this was in prison. Yes. There were no partition walls. So they would sit on there. So they just, the toilets are like two yes. feet apart. He said the guy, but no partition. Oh, no partition. Yes. That's what I'm saying. There was no partition. Okay. So he, well, he, this guy said that he literally guys would come there with like a magazine. Of course, the magazine's all taped up, you know, for like a, a, oh, yeah. a, a dirty pictures magazine. It's all taped up and they would come there and they would fucking get like their, their, um, whatever lotion. Yeah. And they just pull it out and start. Oh, and they sit on the toilet and yes. jack off, yes. looking at the picture while you're trying to uh, taking a shit next to them yes. or, or trying to pee in the. Yes. And it, the guy's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, you have and to. It's like, what's going on? What's yeah. oh, well, you, people are animals. You have no idea how people are animals. You have to really zone, get into your own zone, and 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 ask yourself, what did you got yourself right. into? So what happened? All right. all right. So what happened is, all right. This is how bad it was. Like I worked on the where I cleaned the courthouse. And the, all the, the police centers. So we went there at night. So my job was at night. I'd get back at midnight. Like I'd go to work at about six, clean up different office buildings, government office, county office buildings, and get back about midnight. At midnight, I would get a shower. So I get, get in, grab my stuff for my shower. And I'm the only one in this unit that came back at night. So I go and I get in the shower. And as I'm getting in the shower, because you know, like we said, you have to be in your own zone. As I'm getting in the shower, like I see someone like standing there. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but he's like standing, moving, standing, you know, but I don't look. So he's like right here and the shower head's over here. So I just go and I get in the shower and I, you know, I turn the water on. I start showering and I hear, hey. Hey, 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 player. He calls me player. I'll never forget this. <laughs> hey, player. I'm like, yo, what's up? He goes, you might want to do that a little bit later. I said, do what? Shower? I go, listen, man, I just got off of work, man. I'm going to shower now. He goes, hey, player, you might want to do that a little bit later. I said, hey, listen, man, I'm not going to do it a little bit later. So then he says, hold up. So when he says that, like, I turn to look, and he's got a guy against the wall, and he has to actually take three steps to back out of the guy. Like, oh and, oh. like as he's backing up, of course, I glance and I'm like, holy slog. And you said, <laughs> maybe I should do this later. I'm thinking I should do this a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, like I grabbed everything. It's like I was moving in reverse, putting my clothes back on as I back out of the shower and haul ass. Yes, I've seen some clapping, but I really didn't see the clapping. I just saw the exit okay. of the clapping. <laughs> okay, so I didn't see the clapping, let's say. So one, I saw. I told you the rape, because I was thinking more like a rape type thing. Right. Also, but I have like in the low, there were cubicles. Right. There was a time when I walked by a cubicle and there was this old man. God, he was old man Puerto Rican, didn't speak English. 
God, I forget what his name was. He was probably in his 60s. He had a young punk boyfriend who was probably in his late 20s, early 30s. What was his name? Aaron? Anyway, doesn't matter. So the old man ran a store. You know, like people... A store is where they basically keep all... They keep almost everything in commissary, in their locker, and in other people's lockers, and you can buy it. So... You go and you say, hey, I want a honey bun that's $2, but you give him 3 bucks and he gives you a honey bun. So it's right, right there. You don't have to wait a week to go. Right. You know, people run out and they run up. A, and then he'll he'll also, they'll also give you um, a credit. Right. So then at the end of the end of the week, they go and they say, hey, here's, you owe me $40. I want you to buy this from commissary for me. And so he's constantly just turning. All he, he's making a bunch of money just doing the books. Right. So he had a boyfriend Gosh, I wish I could remember his name because he was so funny. He, you know what he used to say? What? He was in Puerto Rico. He'd shot two cops, and he'd killed a cop in Puerto Rico back in, like, the 70s, and he got, like, 10 or 12 years. He's like, I killed a cop in Puerto Rico. I got 10 years. So he did 10 years. He was like, I came here. I sold a, I sold a little bit of crack. They gave me 30. <laughs> came to the United States and was selling crack. And get 30. And he got yeah, 30 years. Ridiculous. So in his early 20s, he got, 10, he, got like, he got like 10 or 15 years, but he only did 10 in Puerto Rico. He gets out when he's 30, comes to the United States, starts selling crack. Boom, they crack him in the head and give him like 30 years. So, so he's got this, this kid who's a punk. And um, so one day I'm walking by his cell, and he had a lookout. And I wa- but I walked by the cell, and the lookout wasn't paying attention. And I walked by the cell, and I wasn't getting anything from the store. I just happened to walk by, and I glanced over, and I was like, holy Jesus. He had that dude spread eagle <sighs> holding his – I don't know, assuming he's holding his shit to the side or something. I don't know. And he's hitting it. Guy's spread eagle, and he's banging away. Here's what's funny about that. So I just for like a split second, I was like, whoa, and I just kept walking. <laughs> what was his name? Anyway, here's what's funny. So it got out. That this is that he's seeing this guy. He'd been seeing him from, but I mean, when I say got out, I mean got all the way back to his family in Puerto Rico. Oh. His two daughters fly into the United States, come to visitation. Like we're talking immediately. Um, he goes to visitation, and in visitation, they tell him no, and he goes, "I'm lonely. I I just I need companionship." And they're like, "No, no." You get rid of him. The absolutely no. We don't want to hear anything more about this. It's a no. So he comes back from visitation. He calls the guy in there and, and breaks up with him. And keep in mind, he's basically just on the payroll. Right. So he's getting free stuff. I mean, he's fattening him up. I mean, so uh, yeah. So that went on for they. God, I, oh, it's his. I can think. I can't think of his name. Um. Anyway. Maybe a couple months later, it starts up all over again. Of I mean, course, was, he's lonely. Oh, he's lonely, the poor guy. So, uh, and it was good. You know, yeah. it was good. <laughs> so then the other thing is there was this little tiny Mexican that was probably 100 pounds. And I remember coming into, I actually write this in one of the books. I write about how I'd come into the unit one day and looked over. And there was, I there's like a little 12-year-old girl, 13-year-old girl sitting on a locker Kicking, you know how the lockers are about that high. Kicking her feet with pigtails, singing to like Madonna or you know whatever Lady Gaga, and she's like da, 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 going back and forth, kicking her little legs. And I walked by, I was like, "The fuck did that fucking? How's there a fourteen-year-old or thirteen-year-old little girl in here?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" 
Oh yeah. That's uh that's not now keep in mind they 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 had three different punks at the low that had breast jobs. Titty job oh you know that was a problem. So titty jobs and one of them had the whole set. Titties, facial cheek implants, and the butt. The the hip thing. But this was just a little tiny thing. Erica. Her name was Erica. Very popular. Very popular. Looked like a little 13 or 14 year old girl. Oh my God. And I mean, you want to talk about the the freaks coming out of the woodwork. Every guy that was out there that wasn't was now all these dudes are like, whoa. Able, willing to convert. Listen, listen, Erica had new shoes, tons of commissary, very popular. And so one day I went into the bathroom at like one o'clock in the morning because I'm, I'm, you know, and typically you, you didn't go into the bathroom after, after lights out. Like I peed, got in my, uh, they peed, they did count. I laid down. You don't go in there because that's <laughs> where it's, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. And I, but it's like one o'clock in the morning. I had to go in, I go in the bathroom and Erica's in a shower stall with some, do you see like, you know, first of all, you saw two legs, but you heard something going on. Some, a lot of grunting. <laughs> and then next thing you know, boom, the little legs cop, drop down, boom, walks out, sashays down the thing. And I'm like, unbelievable. And then like two, three minutes later, this fucking dude comes walking out. And I glance over at him. He glances at me. He's just like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, so bad. So, I mean, I've seen little bits and pieces here yes. and there, but I've like a full on, the full on, only full on one I saw was the old man. I I love that the... Wow. Did you hear that? Yes. Of course. I was trying to act like maybe it wasn't on the mic. I don't know. I I don't don't know. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, definitely, bro. Like, I mean, I love that the, the daughters flew in and said, absolutely not. You and break it said, off right okay. now. Okay. Okay, for two little months. For a little while. Un poquito, un poquito. Hey, by the way, just want to let you guys know, if you're interested in supporting me and supporting the channel and you like artwork, because I do have a degree in fine arts, I'm selling all of these paintings. They are modified screen prints, and they go for $285, and I will ship any one of them to you within the continental United States for the price of $285. My email will be in the description. So just shoot me an email and I will ship you off a painting and I really appreciate it. So back to the video. All right. Um, all right. So, hey, Matt, I got a question. First, let me say, I know you guys handle yourself physically, but do yours get concerned for the safety? Because, I mean, yours talk very blunt about opinions and maybe cartel guys listen to these pot. What? What is this guy saying, bro? I mean, I don't... Nothing. Yours, All right, we'll go to the yours, next question. Yours? Yes, yours. So, oh, wait, that, that we're worried about our family? And this is not a good one either. Um, have you guys been to England? What experience did you have? Also, any European adventures or possibly scams? I mean, I just got back from Amsterdam. There's no scams. I've been to England. I've been to Me Germany. Too. I've been to like I've been all over, but I never ran any scams. Well, um, when I was doing it, funny, funny Except story. For the fact I was traveling on a false passport. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's always a good thing. Funny, only funny stories I have is you. I forget. I absolutely forget that our beer content or our alcohol content for beer and drinks is about thirteen percent, and in other countries it's more in the fifties and forties, and so you're one. You're thinking, okay. Yeah, your pint. <laughs> your, your one, yeah. That you can handle without a problem right. here is, will floor you over there. You're like, wow. 
I have one there. <laughs> or you can walk into a McDonald's and get a beer. You can yes. Get, you know. Forget about that. Or, or the fact that they drink beer on commercials. What if that's rain? That's the air conditioner. That's the AC. Oh, so all right. Um, <laughs> you had someone ask, "What Sesame Street character do you most identify with?" Are you serious? Yes, Cookie Monster, of course. Don't be silly. I would say Oscar the Grouch for you. Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. And I think I'm more Ernie, the the black guy with the in the gay <laughs> relationship with Bert. <laughs> what happened to Muppets? Oh, I love the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. The two old men. I like the two old men. Oh yeah, the, the heckle them. Yeah, from yeah. The, from the, the yeah. Good times. Yeah, no, that was that was. You know, guys are calling me Chainsaw in the in the comment section now. Yo, Chainsaw, what's up, bro? I, oh I love God. that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Hey, Chainsaw, he had thirty years, didn't he? No, he had, no, I'm saying that I was calling. I said I wanted to be called Chainsaw. Oh, that's right. So now you're Chainsaw. All right. Um, what kind of PTSD or pet peeves have you guys developed from being in prison? What, what do you think? I mean, I wash my hands like real, it was, you should wash your hands anyway. But right. I, mean, I wash them probably 20 times a day, maybe 30. I used to wash my hands like I was constantly washing my hands in prison, especially not so much in the medium, but when I got to the low. Because everything, you're sharing everything. Right. And I would say for the first six months that I got out after the halfway house, um, I felt really so would feel uncomfortable. Like around 4 o'clock and 10 o'clock, I felt weird. Like you, you, you feel like I'm supposed to be in my cell right now. Like they're coming to count. Like constantly felt like I was, they were going to come get me because it's like, like they messed up and I shouldn't be out. Like they're going to come like, oh, Cox, hey, ooh, this, we just got something. Uh, you weren't supposed to be released. And I had that feeling for like a oh, year or so. I still have that a little bit. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> More so now, but a little bit I used to have that. <clears throat> um, the terminology, I still say chow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I still say bunk. What about sweetener? Yeah, sweetener. Yeah. I still say bunk. And instead of bed. Yeah. I, still, I still have some of the terms. I was doing a... Uh, I was doing a um, I was filling out my uh, a dating profile, and I was like, basically, I'm looking for somebody that's I'm looking for a celly that will be down for the whole for my whole uh, my whole bid. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, as a con man, what makes you think this guy is not a victim, or I'm not going to take advantage of this person, or are we all at risk? They're asking, like, what makes you what so makes what us makes say you target someone? Why, why right, or, or which makes us not target someone? Right, but but I we don't really target anybody. Yeah, we're we're, we're not we're not con- see a con man, and this is why it has to be dis- distinguished. A con man is someone like um, Barrington. Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, con men take money from average people. They they are they're like salesmen, and they they convince a regular person to come off of their money. Right, right. Uh, a scam artist is. Like someone that runs a scam for anyone that'll fall for it. Like, um, like if I put on the internet, I'm selling um, solid gold coffee mugs, and I really paint coffee mugs gold. That's a scam because anybody that will send me the money, you've you've fallen into my trap, right? And well, and, and fraudster, fraudsters. I, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of feel like they all fall under con men, but yeah, I I but I see what you're saying. Um, I was trying to think like fraudsters are basically trying to defraud banks and trying to, right. in you, my opinion, but I mean, well, you, know. well, you, you target, you come up with a, uh, an idea to 
get money from a specific. I would think fraudsters are more institutional than just like con man or scam. Yeah, my my U.S. attorney constantly referred to me as a fraudster, fraudster. He's a yes. fraudster. He's a yes. fraudster. Me too. Yeah. So, and, but a con man will d- directly, and a, to me, a con man influences someone to to give up their money. Whereas I think a scam artist actually doesn't influence. It's just kind of like a something that's too good to be true, and they take advantage of it. I think I think a lot of times too, like I like I would. I mean, to me, it was just gen- it was it was gen- like if I was trying to get your information, it was general. It was like I would run it. if I was trying to get information to further my uh, a fraud that I was committing. It was I would run an ad and put it out there like, hey, you know, good credit, bad credit, no problem. You know, home loans available. Call, you know, fr- free applications call and then the, the phone number. So to me, it's like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm targeting anybody specific, like anybody that reads the ad and is interested in getting a loan, they'll call. Like, right. so I wasn't, there was no, so that was more scam. That's yeah. More. It wasn't like, I was like looking at you and talking to you going, yeah, I can, I can convince them to give me a hundred thousand dollars. Right. I just need your information so I can get the bank to give me a million. Right. Like I don't need your $10,000 or hundred thousand. I'll get a million from the bank. Just give me your information. Right. And, so. and, but it's, it's amazing because in, in my perspective, because con men actually do target people and they can persuade them to give them yeah. money. Like, so they, they, they know their personalities. They know their sweet spots and their buttons to push that would convince that person, hey, this guy's pretty cool. I can trust him. And I guess to pull them out of their, out of their bread. Yeah. Or they make an offer that they think that they can't refuse. Well, that was the, the whole, like the Ponzi scheme type people that are yes. like, hey, like, or uh, Marcus Shrinker, the guy that jumped out of the plane that ran like a Ponzi scheme. And, and uh, he, would, he ran a churning scheme too. Uh, so he would... Yeah, he would target people that he knew he could, like, they, he would target other pilots because he knew he could get in there and they, they spoke the same language. So if you're both pilots, he knew they automatically trusted him. Right. And then he would try and get them to give him their retirement fund so he could invest. And but he targeted specific people because he had a connection. I, I definitely think that con men target people that they can make a connection with. Right. Or can show a benefit to. Yes. 